Today, you're going to hear about something that I've been spiritually and physically creating for almost 30 years. I've known for this long that I've wanted to help people transform through my journal entries. Today, you're going to learn wisdom collected after binge reading hundreds of pages of journal entries from age 11 to 18. Why does this matter if they're not your journal entries? Because you're going to be surprised at the insights. And this will give you the nudge to start journaling if you haven't already. And it will encourage you to binge read your own entries and record your own wisdom. Because as Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. So do you want different results in your future than the results you have had so far? Then it's time to do something different, starting with listening to today's episode. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you wanna raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside and let's walk and talk. All right, my friends, before I jump right into the episode, I want to give you a quick update. Big things are coming, my friends, but I'm not quite ready to reveal them. So for now, I just want you to visit the link in the show notes for the Costa Rican retreats or visit fulfillmenttherapy.org to find out the details. We are also now opening spots for couples by popular demand. So these retreats are for men, women, and couples. You can email fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com if you have any questions. This is a dream retreat with the very best excursions, restorative activities, and growth workshops that are going to help you become your very best self with the very best tribe. Now, I know I'm a little bit biased here, but I believe that is true. You'll have plenty of time to soak up Costa Rica and enjoy that experience while also learning how to maximize your personal development and family relationships. I promise that every attendee will say the investment was worth well over anything paid. It's our mission to make it one of the most unforgettable experiences of your life. And we offer two and three times as much as all other listed Costa Rican retreats. 
So you're guaranteed a greater value than anything on the market and at a lower cost. Why? Because we want to shock you and make greater personal transformation possible by keeping those costs low. Again, check us out on fulfillmenttherapy.org. You can rest assured that we are doing everything in our power to make it incredible. All right, now let's hop into this episode that I've been waiting 30 years for. (laughs) I want to start with a little bit of background on this. My mom did something for us that I really appreciate now, even though I didn't then. When we were younger for Christmas, she would have us write one another letters of love in my family. And we would write a letter to each person in the family individually. And then my mom would collect those and put those in a binder. Now, even for the youngest, sometimes my mom would help or my dad or even the older siblings, they would help us write a letter to the other people in the family, even if we couldn't write yet. And often we'd have pictures that we'd draw and it was very funny, very memorable, very cute. And while we groaned when we did those, It's actually one of the very few things that I have that my dad wrote to me directly before he passed away. And I treasure those. And I'm so grateful that she had that insight and that foresight to do that. So records matter, not just to us, but especially to our loved ones. We can never really know what's in the future, what's going to happen. And again, I am grateful that my mom had the wisdom to create something like that even when she didn't have our support or our buy-in and she made it happen. So what does this have to do with journaling? Well, it's also a record. I have a question for you. I'm sure I know the answer, but I want to ask it. Do you want to be complacent or mediocre? Do you want to be distracted or average, maybe even shallow or apathetic? Do you want to be foolish or short-sighted, diverted, neglectful? Do you want to squander your time? Or do you want to be someone who coasts through life? Obviously not. (laughs) None of us sign up wanting that. And yet, if we're honest with ourselves, I think we can identify sometimes long periods of time, sometimes just bursts of time where we are being complacent. We are squandering our time. We are being somewhat shallow. Now, This episode today is going to help you live more exceptionally if you allow it to change something in you. Do you want to have more wisdom and self-respect? Do you want to become an example or a mentor to others? Do you want to activate your divine talents and your powers and your potential and cultivate your character, your spirituality, and stretch your capacity? Do you want greater awareness or nobility, integrity, even wonder and curiosity, I love those things, or grit, resilience, tenacity, among other things. I was actually just reading a book this morning about the Stoics in ancient Rome, I believe, and they really focused on cultivating their character, and I love learning about things like that. So again, what does this have to do with journaling? The title of today's episode is Journal Wisdom. Binge reading to stop negative patterns and start purposeful living. Have you felt this nudge within you to live more purposefully or more intentionally instead of just coasting? 
Because if you have, I think these tips that I'm going to mention today are going to transform you. So like I just mentioned, I've been spiritually creating this for almost 30 years. When I was 11 years old, I knew that I wanted to record my life and record it well so that I could help other people. I'm not sure exactly where that began, but I think it did start with those letters of love and recognizing how important documenting things are. So I have written in more journals that I can remember, and we have moved around a lot. And I was just carrying all these journals with me everywhere I went. And finally, I was like, if there's a fire, I'm just going to lose all this anyway. I really want to type all of this up. I really want this record to be available for my family or even family history things. I wanted to submit that to historical sites. So I decided to do that. And it took me a couple of years, but I typed up all of my journals. And I also took pictures of all the photos I had and make it also um, photo journaling so I could see both. Now, it's, it wasn't a perfect process, and it was a lengthy process, but now I am happy to say that if there's a fire or if there's anything else, water damage, whatever, I have all of those things in the clouds, and they are kept safe, so I will not lose those. So that was one motivation that I had. Well, I currently have four big books that I've printed out, and they won't let you print more than 900 pages out. So this is a big, thick volume, and it's also tall. I don't know if you've ever seen those really big, thick books that you can get at the library that are like a taller novel size. That's what it looks like. And I counted up how many pages I have, and I currently have 3,471 pages that are typed and printed. So again, it's a taller book, but it's also smaller print. Now, I don't say this to brag, but I share this because I want you to have confidence knowing that I will always go the extra mile to learn wisdom so that I can better help people because I know that this is what I was born to do. It is what makes my soul sing and I get excited about this stuff. I smile about it. I just love it. And I know you might think that's dorky, but it is my happy place. <laughs> And I want to share some of these insights with you today. I'm only going to share insights from age 11 to 18 because I know you're busy and I really do want to respect your time. So I'm going to try to keep this brief and I'm only going to share seven insights from elementary school through high school. Are you ready for those insights? All right, let's jump in. Number one, I learned to have greater compassion for all players involved. I don't want to go too into the details because, like I've mentioned in other stories, it's not just my story to tell. But I was really surprised by a lot of things in this stage, but especially the last three years of high school. I didn't recognize it then, but I was actually quite depressed. And at the time, it was my normal. I didn't understand how hard it was. And I minimized a lot of what I was experiencing, but I was very devoted to my journal writing. It was often every day. It was a way to process my pain. And so I was really able to get to know myself and what my inner dialogue was during that stage. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. Again, I share this hesitantly. My stepdad was a really unhappy person for quite a while. And he made 
life challenging for a lot of us. I minimized so much of that and not until I went back and read specific things that were said and done did I realize how heartbreaking that was. Now, I don't say this to throw my stepdad under the bus. He's actually since passed away. He passed away shortly after my brother. But I say it because I'm sure all of us have had similar experiences. Now, maybe you haven't kept a journal, but even just thinking back on those experiences, maybe you can allow yourself to have more compassion. Like if you could have read that story like a novel, if you could have had a glimpse into the hearts and minds of other people, like if we were all to read someone's very in-depth journal, I think we'd have so much more compassion for one another. For example, I had so much more compassion for my mom and my younger siblings that were with me, the last of us that were in the home when things really got bad, as far as my parents deteriorating the relationship and the verbal abuse that we were experiencing from my stepdad and the challenges that we faced, all of us, I know we were trying to do the best that we could and we didn't have the tools often. My number one was I had so much more compassion for all the players, including myself. Many people often say, don't write about the bad stuff, just write about the good stuff. You don't want other people to read that stuff. Well, I totally disagree because I don't think I would have grown in compassion had I not written specific things. Number two, this is an important one. What I realized through reading all this and it, remembering everybody's experience is that people need empathy, validation, and compassion, and they need people to be a witness to their pain without giving them the silver lining or saying, well, at least it's not this, at least it's not that. They need to know they're not alone. That is what I wanted so desperately through those terribly challenging times as a middle schooler and a high schooler. I didn't need somebody to minimize my experience, even if they saw it differently. I had two mentors that I really loved. One of them said, just, just be positive, be happy. I know he had great intentions, but he could not understand that darkness that I was living in. And another mentor said, don't burden other people with your story. And now both of those have wisdom in it. But what I really needed was just to feel that I wasn't alone and that somebody would validate my experience and they could offer me that, that empathy and that love. So please give that to others, especially when they're in middle school and high school, because that is so hard, even if you don't completely see it the way that they do. Don't minimize that experience for them. Number three, no one is immune to developmental stages. Again, no one is immune to developmental stages. I thought, looking back, that I was so deep and I was insightful and I was awesome. But really, as I read all those things, I realized I was dramatic at times and ridiculous and self-absorbed and pouty and all of the things and also massively insecure. Again, if we could read everyone's life novel, we'd have that increased compassion for even the ridiculous parts because it makes us more human and relatable. All right, number four. This is kind of a funny one, but I feel like after reading that, I was reminded again that it seems like the mission of middle schoolers and high schoolers is to make you feel less than. 
or to minimize you. And I think it's because everyone feels less than and they want to shift those feelings elsewhere. Even if they don't really realize what they're doing, there's always this shadow over me at those times in life. Even after this big transformational experience that I had in high school, where I became very spiritual and I guess modern terms for that would be, I was woke. (laughs) But it was so difficult after that because people still had these perceptions of me that were outdated and inaccurate. And also these cultural norms that were so strong and it was really hard to resist those things. People had decided who I was and it was such a challenge to not allow them to define me. And honestly, I think I failed a lot. I just came home so depleted almost every day. It was such a relief to move on from a place that felt designed to minimize. I loved college so much, and I haven't even started reading those journals yet, but I can't wait to move on to those because I'm sure it'll be much more rosy, at least I think. (laughs) Number five, writing was incredibly therapeutic for me. Please do not edit your life. Don't edit your journal entries. I think I'd still wonder if it was really that bad if I didn't write specifics and even quotes and even arguments. And now I didn't just stay there. I did give both. But I found that I was already forgetting and questioning that past narrative, wondering if I was just being dramatic again or whatever it was. But with those concrete examples, I was able to have more compassion and wisdom than if I had just written about the silver lining. Again, I believe that writing the positive is equally as important, and sometimes maybe even more, but processing the negative and naming the feelings and speaking your truth is how you heal. I'm going to say that again. Processing the negative, naming the feelings, and speaking your truth is how you heal. If you minimize and neglect and avoid these things, how many decades more do you think you are going to bear those scars? And will your future family also acquire scars from something that happened even before they were born? Journaling really became a friend to me that helped me process that trauma. And I cringe thinking about how much longer it would have taken had I not processed that trauma through journal writing. Number six. I loved hearing about relationships. I remembered how sweet and beautiful some of them were, especially with siblings, as we were trying to navigate some of the traumatic things we had gone through together. As I read those things, I had this renewed commitment to strengthen those relationships again and make amends where needed, like I tried to do with my little sister, for example. I feel like I minimized her experience and we didn't come together We made each other the enemy, and that breaks my heart. Now, I recognize for a lot of that, I was a middle schooler and a high schooler that was immature, so I have to give myself compassion as well. And that doesn't mean that I can't apologize for my part even then, that I didn't help her feel less alone, that I didn't offer her more compassion, that I didn't just hold her and help her through her struggles that she had that were so much bigger because because of how my stepdad viewed her. And I can't erase those, but I can learn from them. And again, I wouldn't understand that fully without going back and reading that again, especially 
binge reading. I have almost heard nothing on this topic before. I don't remember ever reading it in a book or podcast, and I do a lot of research. I love learning and growing. And I've never heard somebody recording their life story and then binge reading it and sharing their insights. And I've always wanted to do that. So I'm excited to be a forerunner for that and starting a movement to get other people to do that. As simple as that sounds, it is transformational. Number seven, the last one, write about current events. I wrote about Y2K. I wrote about Al Gore versus George Bush, which I didn't even care about politics. I just had heard someone else say, write about current events. I later, I haven't gotten to this part yet, but I later wrote about the Twin Towers and I wrote little things about inventions and technology because that changes so rapidly and it's really intriguing to write about. I also wrote a lot about routines and my favorite things or family members' favorite things. I wrote quotes that they said or funny stories and those are my favorite things to write about. So these are just a few things to remember. Maybe your 1% is just starting a journal. Maybe it's a one line a day journal. That's completely fine. You can move up. And even with a one line a day journal, binge reading that will also give you great insight. So you don't necessarily have to be where I am in this or have the perspective that I do, but even just keeping it in your mind or even encouraging your children to start a new family tradition that maybe you didn't start early in your life. All right. In closing, I just want to give you a quick update I forgot to mention. The men's, women's, couples, and Costa Rican retreats that happen June 16th through the 22nd of 2024. Well, the price has increased, but you'll be given the original price when you sign up and you mention it on the form. That was something beyond my control that we had to do because we were placing it other places. So I do want to respect that price, but you have to mention it because I can't list it as that other pr price without going into details. I know it's confusing, but so just mention that and you will still get the original price. Again, these Costa Rican retreats offer two to three times what all the others offer. And it has the most luxurious location with professional training. And it's one of the least expensive, even with a price change, but you still get the old price. So you won't find any other retreat like this. Other retreats really only offer food minimal lodging, and maybe yoga or meditation, and sometimes even drugs. <laughs> but don't offer top-of-the-line excursions, not to mention several like-minded tribe, top professional resources for personal and family transformation, and so much more. Sign up now while you still can on fulfillmenttherapy.org. Bring your bestie, bring your spouse, bring your sibling, just don't bring your kids because it's for adults. <laughs> I'm excited to see you there and get to know you. Nothing would make me happier. All right, my friends, have an incredible, beautiful, transformational week. And I know that this journal wisdom, if you apply this knowledge, will help stop negative patterns in your life that you want to change and help you start living a purposeful, intentional life that you've been dreaming of. Best of luck, my friends, and I'll see you back here soon.
Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then!